off to the hand. Oh, what's in the box? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. But... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Expulse Family Podcast, episode 009. I am one of your hosts, Dying Jeremy, as always, joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? I, I'm doing better than you. I'm good. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. I got to put everything behind me because we have been we have been wanting to do this episode since last month, February. Yeah. As we all know, uh, Black History Month, a lot of great things to be said, especially in filmmaking uh, about African-American writers, directors, uh, uh, people of all different uh, works and arts, um, and they need to be recognized, much like we did with the uh, women of Hollywood a couple episodes ago. We wanted to do another one on black filmmakers. So even though it's now mid-March, uh, <laughs> our, that, that was where our inspiration uh, came from. Right. So we've got some movies that we want to spotlight. We've got some, uh, some writers, some directors we want to spotlight. We've got a little bit of history, all kinds of good stuff. Um, just like we did with the last one, I think we're going to dive straight into some movies. Um, most of the movies that we're going to be talking about, we have watched in the last couple of weeks, right? Correct. Yep. I think, like, with the exception of maybe a couple that are just like favorites that I know thoroughly. Right. But, um, anyways, so, uh, Brian, do you want to kick us off with a movie? Yeah, I'll start us off with uh, something that I watched this week. Uh, I watched for the first time the movie Detroit. Um, which is streaming on Hulu, so I was pretty surprised about that, because it came out, I mean, it's 2017, but I was like, oh, cool, can I catch this for free? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I checked it out, and oh my god, man, this film was pretty incredible. I, I guess one of the first things I want to say about this entire podcast is I'll probably say black as opposed to African-American, because it's shorter, but also because, I don't know, the term African-Americans kind of so PC now that it's like, it's stupid, and... They're yeah. not. They're they're not Africans. They're Americans. So right. They're, right. They're Black Americans. So this story tell is so. Also, this is directed. I guess I should start off. This is directed by one of the people that we talked about in the women episode, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, right? She did this one. Yeah. 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 So that's really cool um, to mention her again. And it's also interesting that it's a white director doing what I'll get into, like a heavy black movie. I don't know. That seemed to be something people were opinionated on, I guess I saw online, which you can understand. Yeah, you can kind of understand it, but at the same time, like, aren't we past that, right? I think it's Right, right. I think it's kind of cool that, you know, in a way, like, like, we've seen a lot of black directors represent this type of thing, so I guess it's just a different way to see it. But anyway, tells a story of um, the, the hotel, Algiers Hotel, I think it is, in Detroit, uh, in the 60s, basically, the there was a, a shot fired from the hotel by what was in the movie is like one of the you know the starter guns they use at like the horse races. Okay, yeah. And then the, the police come and they're like, "Who shot it?" And basically, the rest of the movie is kind of the police antagonizing, terrorizing, torturing these poor, what is like four or f- uh, maybe five or six actually black ma- like men and then two white women who were there with them. Uh, which only makes it matter, as you can probably imagine, the police, uh, yeah. the racist police. But yeah, right. And so it just it's it tells the again the true story of like what happens, um, and for, we can really only conject like I guess kind of can conject what happened. That's a word. 
uh, f- because there's not there they went to trial and stuff, but you know it was a lot of the cops lying about what happened supposedly. I mean that's what we can probably take from this, and so it's right. we don't know if this is exactly how it went down, but this is I I don't know if it's Catherine's interpretation or whoever wrote it, but um, it plays out. It's like and it was funny because I thought of this and I wrote it down as a note, and then I saw a lot of people felt the same way. It feels like a horror movie when you watch it, like. Okay. It's All like right. I see what you're saying. It's like so intense. Like it, I'm sitting on the yeah. edge of my seat, like holding my breath, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I don't feel this way about like just. I feel this way about suspenseful movies, but in a different way. And yeah, this, yeah. In this way, it's like you know somebody could die at any moment, and it's like horrifying. Like it's scary. Um, Almost like um, like any time that I watch like a uh, you know like a police brutality video. Yeah. Online, like it's like very, like, I mean, and those videos are are also like real most of the time but it's it's a very like uncomfortable feeling yes it's definitely uncomfortable and then and then you're just like damn like you know as a lot of what i'll be talking about with these movies and stuff like one of the main themes obviously racism and it's just like shit i can't believe that you know everybody in this story is more or less minding their own business i mean they are and then obviously for them for this to happen it just sucks (laughs) like yeah i don't know but uh the whole, but the movie actually starts off with these really cool, like drawings, I guess, to set the the groundwork for like what happened during the civil rights, or like the um, like when Abraham Lincoln was president and like slavery, and then it like sort of like builds okay. from there, and it, and it tell like basically whenever they started moving north to find jobs and stuff like that, and factories and things like that, um, these the black Americans, and then like just and then into the riots basically like right into uh-huh. the riots so that was pretty cool um and do, like do you know who all was in this movie like do you know the cast besides do you even know who no I, I was gonna ask i know there are a lot of big names i just can't remember exactly yeah i wasn't sure like either who was in this until obviously i watched it and i was like oh shit there's him there's him they kept coming up boyega's um, in it isn't he john, john boyega yep he and i didn't even know that but yep he plays like the security guard who does okay. well i won't spoil too much but yeah he plays a security guard um, who, like, this isn't a spoiler, he, like, works more, he's trying to be, he's accused of being an Uncle Tom in the movie by, you know, the blacks, but he's, he's not working with, like, the white cops, but he's obviously trying to be, like, you know, the middleman, I guess, so to speak. Like, he's okay. all, he's also terrified, but he's, like, a security guard, and he introduces himself as that, so, and, you know, he's, like, a man in uniform, so they respect him so much that they don't, like, line him up like they do these other people, I mean, he also wasn't there at the time it happened. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, he's in it. Anthony Mackie's in it. I love him. Yeah. Um, and then Will Poltier, eyebrows. I don't, forget, I don't know if I say his name. He, he's a fucking, he's a dick in it. I mean, he's just a white fucking asshole he like, cop. Man, he's always, every, everything that he's ever in, like, that's just, like, his role. I know. Even in, um, oh, he was, what's the movie? The Revenant. He was, like. He was yeah. a pussy. Like, he, he yeah, wasn't the yeah, bad yeah. guy, but he was a fucking pussy. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, he's kind of... But then he got to make out with Jennifer Aniston and the other... Right, the yeah. So it's like, well... Yeah. Emma Roberts, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Win-win. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just... There's this... And, like, one of the last things I want to say about this movie... There's a pretty cool scene of, like... Maybe to get into the movie aspect of it and the editing and things. There's, like, a, a scene where, like, Will is, like, smoking a cigarette in his cop car 
with like his other like racist white cop buddies and they're driving uh-huh. down the street and then immediately after it kind of pans i don't know or maybe it leaves the camera on the shot after the car drives by i can't remember of just like a black man smoking a cigarette on the sidewalk and like i don't know it's a simple shot of just you know we're all kind of fucking people here <laughs> like yeah yeah so uh, you know i think that was just something that it tries to establish but like it doesn't right. but it doesn't matter to a lot of these like at the time you know in the 60s again like they just didn't care and it's terrible yeah. but as a movie you're on the edge of your seat because it's super interesting so definitely i recommend checking out like i i wasn't sure if i would be like bored by it maybe because i just kind of sometimes i can get bored by like period pieces i guess or i didn't know if i'd be like one yeah of these, yeah yeah but no yeah it was cool um especially if it's on hulu it's, it's uh, like easily accessible easily yeah just go check it out put it on like i always look i usually come up with a list of movies i want to watch and then i kind of see if they're streaming and then if they're not you know maybe i cut them so it was it was cool that this was i think that's why i made the list i think i saw it first on here yeah. so that was cool uh so detroit was the one of the ones that i watched uh what was one of the ones that you watched so the first one i want to talk about is creed um now we have like a couple other movies i know we're going to be talking about ryan coogler a lot but um i i creed is like i have so much love for this movie yeah and i don't i'm sure you remember like i've always been a huge rocky fan yeah yeah and so when they first announced like this you know this like reboot of the series with creed and and at this point i'm not 100 percent sure if they're doing creed 2 or whatever i heard they were um, with the drago story oh okay son yeah 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 something yeah. i i forgot yeah I, I did i do remember hearing that That's but um yeah even if they even if they never were to even if Creed were to be the end of it mm-hmm. um god i love this movie because it, it just it it Ryan Coogler did like a fantastic job of taking everything that is to be loved about the Rocky franchise adding adding like that spin you know making making uh it part of the black community also mm-hmm. you know like there's a lot of um I'm trying to think of how to explain it like traditions and this kind of way of life that's a little bit different for you know for like a the average white person right and he, he just does it in a way that's like very it's just very cool to see it play out so um, i have a couple questions about this movie yeah well i guess the first one is like how is so michael b jordan is he i heard he's pretty he's good as ever in this is he was he good was he outstanding was he his normal usual good self yeah yeah because this okay so like um i saw uh, not for Reveal Station. I saw something else with him before this, and wasn't like convinced. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Hardball, Sorry. right? It was Hardball with uh, Keanu Reeves, because he was in. Um, I'm kidding. He was a kid. Sorry. <laughs> I I had no idea he was, he was actually in that. Yeah, no, he's a, he's one of the kids on the Keanu's team. I had that. no idea. Yeah, I didn't was... know he was acting for that long. Yeah. No, it was like a like a dumb like a rom com or whatever. Okay. But anyways, wasn't convinced. Saw Creed. Instantly convinced. He he does an amazing job, and it's just like this great. You can kind of tell, like, because they had done Fruitvale Station before. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell there's like a level of comfortability with Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, and so like, it, the you know between his writing and between the acting, and, and they just like mesh together really well. That, I like that a lot. I like whenever you just feel like there's like a connection there. Yeah, yeah, you can totally feel it. And uh, he, like, Michael B. Jordan does an outstanding job. There's also, like, uh, I think I talked about this in the last one. There's a one-shot scene in this movie, and I'm always, like, a huge sucker for one-shot scenes. Yeah. 
And so you follow like an entire fight, and it you know I'm not spoiling anything, but um, you follow one of the entire fights in a one shot. It's it is it's like four and a half minutes. It is so fucking. I don't cool. remember if you said that in the episode, or I th- it might have actually been like when we were talking after, because I remember saying, "Wow, that almost alone makes me want to check this out." Because I also love oh yeah yeah those, yeah those like tracking shots like that, and a fight sounds really cool. Yeah, it's like the choreograph uh, what choreography, choreography is insane. <laughs> Um, no, like the cinematography is insane. It, it, it is a really like it's a great movie with a great story. Uh, like so much fucking heart too. Like yeah. that's what I love the most. Right. That's that's the Rocky series, right? Like heart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. It kind of it it brings that same, uh, it packs the same punch. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get. Yeah. I, I'm glad to hear that. That was kind of one of my other questions. Was like, I, how does it fit? I guess, or how, like, in terms of carrying the Rocky legacy, and but also standing alone, like, it's good to hear that it seems like it does both well, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it stands on its own, uh, like, really well. And, and like, that's why I say if, if they never did another one, like, I would be satisfied mm-hmm. you know, with that as an ending. Uh, I was uh, just gonna ask, what, like, what is the, the, quickly, like, the story itself? Does he, does he win? Does he lose? You can spoil it and spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it, because I don't know. Well, uh, I will, I won't spoil that, but, um, <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll give away one little spoiler. So, uh, I now this isn't one that I've actually seen recently. I just saw it like you know when it first released. And, mm-hmm. um, so Sylvester Stallone, like as Rocky, he actually seeks out uh, Apollo Creed's son mm-hmm. to train him. And um, the 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 opening scene of the movie is like at a juvenile center, and it's like this you know his character like Apollo Creed's son, and you know he hasn't had his dad because his dad died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's spoiler. just a very like well he he died in like <laughs> I, I know um, so he's just like you know one of those kids who's kind of like fallen into that that way of life you know what I mean where uh-huh. he's just like uh, gets in fights at school and whatnot. so anyways years down the road Rocky is like trying to find this kid he wants to train him um, so he trains him he's doing his thing like honestly like the most heartbreaking thing in this movie is like you know the infamous like stairs uh, from the Rocky series. Uh-huh. So they're like going up the stairs, right? And uh, Sylvester Stallone like stops for a second, and he's like, "Hold on, bud, I gotta catch my breath." And it's just like, "Oh God, damn!" Like it's just crazy to see. You know what I mean? Like this character who like at one point it was like the highlight, right? To see him like run up the stairs. You know what I mean? And then in this movie, like you just see him like he's aged so much. That's kind of that's kind of cool. That's like almost like a yeah yeah that's torch yeah passing. I think that's, that's like a yeah yeah that's why I liked how they how like there's a lot of little moments like that mm-hmm. that are just like wow like this is they they did an outstanding job. Also on Hulu, so easy to check out. Oh nice. Yeah, because I, I was gonna watch it, but I didn't get a chance. So what else do you have for us? All right, um, another one that I watched and I've seen it before. It's one of my favorites. Is Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. Like, what's your opinion of Spike Lee? I'm really 50-50. Like, older Spike Lee, I love. love newer love, Spike love, love, love. Lee. Newer Spike Lee, like, it's like a, I'm, I'm 50-50. Like, it depends on the movie. Right. And But it's funny because you say that, and I totally agree, and I almost feel the same way of him as, like, a person. Maybe he's always been, like, how he is, but now he's just kind of, like, I don't know. I don't really right. Care. He says some things, and it's like, whatever. But back then, I mean, he... But you have to recognize what he's done, and I, I'll talk a little bit about him specifically later, but Do the Right Thing, uh, he made in 1989, and like I said, it's one of my favorites. I do own it on DVD, and uh, it, he's in it, basically, and it just, like, it's him as, like, a pizza delivery man, 
and it just deals with all kinds of things. It deals with, like, racism, but, like, from different sides, like, in terms of we don't just, like, get, like, the black racism, I guess. There's uh, Koreans in it, and then there's, like, uh-huh. there's, uh, Italians, uh, Mexicans, white people. Like, everybody gets it in this movie, kind of gets the ribbing. Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, it's pretty thematic too, which is really cool because it's like there's like this whole heat wave going on, and people talk about like reaching their boiling point, uh, literally, mentally, emotionally, because of the whole movie. You, you've never seen this, right? Or have you? No, no, I haven't. Okay, uh, the movie climaxes in like a, a scene where a black man gets killed by the police. Right, I know it's tale as old as time, <laughs> um, but in the way that it happens, it sets off this little riot, and so like the title of the movie is kind of a big thing because it's like what is doing the right thing. Right, right. So, like, I, I don't know when when you when you hear like do the right thing, like you just what do you think of? I guess like, I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on the situation. Right, like, just the the like because there's a difference. There's a difference between like morally what's right and and like logically what's right. Right, definitely. And so it's funny because this movie ends with Spike Lee's character uh, Mookie is his name like throwing a trash can through a window and inciting this riot because of what happened and actually at the restaurant that he worked at where he was supposedly friends with uh, the guy that owns it um, and like it's it kind of makes you think like did he do the right thing and what is the right thing and it's funny because I think in an interview Spike Lee said doesn't really fucking matter what the right thing is Mookie was just emotionally Okay, I see. Like, in a world that it didn't matter, like, he didn't even, it's not even about doing the right thing, it was about just how he felt and stuff, and what, you know, and it's, so that's really cool, and I don't know, very interesting to think about, and yeah, it's funny, because, like, the whole movie, you kind of think about it, and then it gets posed right in the movie, like, one of the characters is Mookie, he's like, yeah, he's like, always do the right thing, that's it, that's it. All right. And he's like the town drunk. He's like names the mayor, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, there's a lot of really cool characters in this movie. There's a guy named Radio Rahim. He's the guy that gets killed, but he carries around a big boombox the entire movie. He's got gold things on his knuckles, gold like, knuck- like uh-huh. knuckles things, and they- one says love and one says hate. And they break the fourth wall in this movie a lot, which is really cool. Like he'll be uh-huh. he at one point Radio Rahim's talking to Mookie, but then he just turns to the to the camera to you basically, and he goes love, and he like puts it in your face, his fist, and he explains it, and then he does. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm like doing it right now with my fist, and then he puts the other one, and he <laughs> and he explains it. And uh, anyway, really cool. Uh, there's a lot of really cool actors in this. Um, like I said, uh, Spike Lee's already. Um, I mentioned him, Danny Aiello, John Turturro, Samuel L. Jackson, Martin Lawrence, and then Juan Carlo Esposito, as you probably know, is um. Uh, Breaking Bad, but I can't think of the character's name. Gus. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's really... he Dude, if you've seen this movie, he is not like Gus at all. He's a complete opposite. It seems bugging out oh, in the really? movie because of how he acts. and It's really funny. He's crazy. But uh, And then Rosie Perez, she... Oh, she hot. She's in this. And she opens the movie with this really cool like dancing, boxing scene to fight the power. But uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a really cool... like. Uh, movie about like race and stuff but also just about morals and um and then one of the cooler scenes is that they, they break the fourth wall by having like the korean character goes on this epic like racist rant about like black people then they have like the black person i forget who it is in the movie he goes on an epic rant about like mexicans and they all like every they do like every race where they like break the fourth wall look at the camera and they're like you spit you oh, like where okay, they just yeah. go on like tangents yeah, yeah. and it's just like damn i don't know it's just it's right in your face and i feel like that's just what the movie's about Right, right. So, yeah, it's definitely cool. Probably not for everybody older, and Spike Lee is definitely not for everybody. What's, like, the latest... Right, Did right, you see... Right. He did... What's the latest Spike Lee movie you saw? I, I mean, I, if you can I, even... I, no. I'm not sure. I don't know what he's done, like, recently. He did the Old Boy remake. 
Oh, that's right. I did not like that. I, I saw it. A I lot of people like didn't. Yeah. So, but anyway, this one's pretty good and uh, definitely interesting. What's another one that you caught though? Unless you had something to say about do the right thing. Um. No. Like, cause like I I didn't have a whole lot to say about Spike Lee, but I I think like. I, I kind of summed it up just at the beginning. Like, a lot of his older work, like, I really, really respect. Mm-hmm. Um, just his newer work. And like you said, too, like, kind of him as a person. I'm kind of like, nah, 50-50. Right, right. Um, so I think the only other one that I saw that we didn't both watch was uh, Stir Crazy, which was directed by uh, Sidney Poitier. Um, so this movie is, like, stars Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, which is, like, a super, like, weird combination it of is. actors, I guess. But, um, and, and that's, like, kind of, like, part of the movie, too. It's, mm-hmm. like, they're they're unlikely friends. Um, they kind of, like, they make friends after they're framed for bank robbery. And so it's kind of one of those, like, okay, like, the the only thing I can really think to compare it to is, like, Twins. Have you ever seen Twins? No. Oh, wait, it sounds okay. familiar, but I don't think so. That's, like, the old, uh, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, oh. um, oh, I can't even think of his name. I want to say it, but I don't know if Frank. it's right. Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. It's just like this very like eccentric and kind of like odd, quirky 80s comedy. But it really works because of Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Like, yeah. Sorry, and Richard Pryor. They have like this really good chemistry together. They both are comedians. They, they had worked together before. I forget what the name of the movie is. But uh, they had worked together before. And, and they just like, they play off each other so well. And like, it's just a really fun movie. When when was it? Uh, like when did this come out? Uh, nineteen eighty. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Is like this movie did phenomenal at the box office. Oh really? And it was it, yeah, and it was up against actually, actually where I found this on a list was um, highest grossing uh, films by a black director. Oh okay. And so this like obviously they take into account like inflation, but this was like the number one on the list. Oh. Had you you said you just watched this this week for the first time or second time? Yeah. Or you just, yep. Okay. No, I just saw it for the first time, and uh, and it was up against like Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> and it still did an amazing job. Huh. But yeah, I don't. <coughs> Sorry. Wait, who was the? We're talking about black directed movies. You said. Yeah. I didn't know he was black. Wait, who are we talking about for Star Cindy... Wars? No, not Star Wars. What do you say? C- it was up against Star Wars, like, oh. in the in the box office. Oh, and I'm like, I thought you were talking about on this list, and I was like, I don't know. I knew that George no, Lucas no, no, didn't no. direct them all, but I didn't know the other guy was black. Yeah. That makes sense. George now. Lucas is black. <laughs> well, that I also okay. That makes sense. <laughs> no, no, no. That that's just like it was up against Empire Strikes Back. I was Back. so it I get what still you're saying. Did, I, was, I thought you meant on the list. Like and still did as well. Wow, as it did that's actually really impressive office. because yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. How did it get? How I wonder. Did it, do you think it, it just like word of mouth? Like after it first released, like people were like, my only guess is like because of the two names. Yeah, but they're really popular. I, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. It was really cool, though. He, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I have to because uh, those two people are awesome and Gene's... Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Like, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say like he he's specifically playing off like like a black man because they talk about like um, God, what is the the Wild West movie where they? Oh right, right, right. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles, and and Gene's yeah. obviously in that, and he I, I the I can't think of the actor's name. Um, that's like his, his like 
deputy or whatever it is in the movie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So his like rapport with him was really funny. Their back and forth was really funny. And I imagine right. you know you put Richard Pryor with him. I, I bet it'd be hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Richard Pryor, like you can tell, he kind of brings a little bit of his comedy, but it's also one of those cases where like he's just a funny guy. Like he's just right. A, He's just a naturally funny guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check. This wasn't streaming on something? No. Okay. Well, fine. I'll check it out. Anyways, uh, did you have any others that we didn't both watch? You didn't get to check out Black Panther, right, unfortunately? No, I did not. All right. Well, I, I did, um, and one of the best parts about it was this is, like, the first movie I've ever seen by myself, and it was nice. Oh, yeah? And I was actually thinking about, like, what do you – because there was – there was a poor man who just wanted to watch the movie, but he couldn't because his, his like little toddler, his yeah, like toddler son, kept kind of running around. He was like, "Really, man, you're gonna do this to me now?" Like I heard him say. And I yeah, was like, yeah. I was like, at first, I felt bad for myself because the kid was kind of being loud, but then I really just felt bad for him because I felt like he just wanted to watch a movie. And like other than like getting a babysitter, like have you had a pro- like have you do you take your daughter to movies like in the theater? No, like, no, no, I haven't. Yeah. You haven't? Okay, I didn't know. No, I, I like, I've actually I've just gone to the theater myself like in those cases and, and I was gonna say is that all do you feel like that's a nice escape to do that because it was nice it's okay I did it once and I was super skeptical about it and um it's actually just like a lot of it's it's pretty cool yeah in my opinion it's like no offense to Mackenzie but it's just really <laughs> nice like you just like go yeah if you want to get snacks get snacks you can get exactly what you I, want I, for I, snacks I know yeah and then you just pick your seat exactly where you want yes and um yeah it was like a, it's a very like different experience though yeah, it definitely is. I think, like, it's nice having somebody to talk to and joke with her in the movie, but it's right. also cool being able to s- sort of zone in and and have your own thoughts. Yeah, yeah it's, it was cool. So that was, like, one of the best parts. But uh, the movie itself, it, he, I mean, what are you going to say? Ryan Coogler, again, killed it. Like, he yeah, like he, he, does, he did it again with um, Michael B. Jordan's in this. is Eric Killmonger. But the main guy, T'Challa, uh, Chadwick Boseman, he's the man of the hour he, he's really cool yeah. like as Black Panther he's just badass this movie is like any other Marvel movie amazing they haven't failed yet uh, right Black Panther in particular though is like one of my favorite I don't know like who your favorite Marvel characters are or how you feel about Black Panther he's one of my favorites though um I, I don't know the story enough he's like one of the ones that I know I don't know a lot of the backstory because I'm not a comic book reader like I know right, you right. know about him and Wakanda and generally stuff but just as like what he does and just the things that he's just yeah like, okay okay I see what you're saying yeah 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 I just yeah I really like him as a character so I went into this movie with high hopes didn't disappoint the only disappointment I felt like for this movie was that he's not like Black Panther enough in it he's Black Panther sometimes he also fights as just normal like King T'Challa of Wakanda okay. like he does that yeah. a lot which is cool but I just wanted to see more Black Panther but then I thought like if, if they do a sequel they probably will I don't even know it's been announced but they'll probably open it up to you know like they usually do to just a lot like more shit going on like with Black Panther like after establishing the story I hope so yeah I do that okay I have one quick question yeah um like the only complaint I've heard about this movie that I've like the only thing um is it the the last fight has too much CGI actually yeah it does it does have a ton of CGI and it's noticeable and it's funny because I am not a stickler for CGI at all I'm a huge stickler for a ton of things but I let a lot of movies get away with it. And this one, I yeah. was like, damn, that rhino's looking bad. Like, some of these background people looking bad. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it Especially because, like, it's cool, but it's like it can take away from it, obviously. Like, what's happening yeah, right yeah. in front of you, too. But 
Um, still a cool fight scene. It's, it's cool seeing a lot of the, like, the Wakanda warriors, like, um, the woman warrior, the main one, like, use her spear as a weapon. It's like, and obviously uh-huh. he uses, like, his katsu, basically claws and just his raw, like, strength and stuff. Just really cool story about Wakanda. And the movie definitely says a lot about, like, colonization and should Wakanda help other people? Because they're, like, a big part of the story is them, like, keeping to themselves. Like, I don't know if you know about Wakanda, but it's, like, literally magically kept in like a forest kind of thing okay okay i see yeah so it's interesting so but so people don't know about it they don't know about the the metal that he uses for a suit whatever vibrating right is that what it's called they don't know that it's no i don't think it's it but they don't give it to other they use it for their own technology they have like flying cars and shit essentially but they don't like let other people use it and so that's a big thing um and just like there's like michael b jordan's character eric killmonger versus like the more traditional like King T'Challa, like their backgrounds are so different. It's it kind of says like stuff about like how your background can fuck you over because he was also the rightful heir to the throne, but he did, in, right, in a right. way. Shit, I mean, he's hitting. But and then it's also just got a ton of people in it. Like I said, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Scott Lupita, Martin Freeman reprises his role as the Marvel officer guy, whatever. FBI guy, um, yeah, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. I've already fucked his name up before from Get Out. And <laughs> I just love him. He's really yeah. good in it. He's cool. Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, and uh, Andy Serkis. Actually, to mention the white guy in the movie, he's like, oh really? He's like a crazy cool villain. And I and this, I didn't know it was him because I don't think I've ever seen him. Not you know what I mean? Him, yeah, like, yeah. Himself, and I didn't. I was like, oh my god, he's creepy. He's just like having fun in the movie. But yeah, so I I definitely enjoy. Oh, and then just like one of the last things to mention is that the fact that Kendrick does the uh, the soundtrack for it, and you can it's really cool. Oh yeah, the, the which sound, is amazing. It, the soundtrack's really cool. There's some Kendrick, obviously, but just a lot of the right, cool right. It's like beats and stuff. And then they do a lot of like bass beats today versus like African drums, not from like back then, but just in general African drums. Right, right. And that's really cool. That those yeah, the yeah. way they play off each other. So Ryan Coogler just knocked it out of the park again. And he's you said he's 31 and like. Uh, yeah he's 31 that's crazy yeah it is so that was um that was the last one that i the most recent oh was it one of the most recent ones that i checked out before doing this but that was i think the last one that i saw that we both didn't catch in some way okay so uh that pretty much wraps up everything that we both watch or so wait wait everything that we watched individually yeah now while we're talking about ryan coogler and while we get into things that we both watched Fruitvale Station. Is this the first time you've seen this movie? Yeah, it is. Oh my god, dude. What a ride. I know. So Fruitvale Station, for anyone that doesn't know, is like the 24-hour story of... And I'm so sorry that I, I didn't write down the guy's the actual guy's name. Hold on, Do you I, happen to have it? I got it. It's Well, I know that it's Oscar, but I it's Oscar yeah, Grant. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Grant. Oscar Grant. Okay, yeah. We can't not include that. Right. <laughs> um... It's 24 hours prior to his death. And, and it's like the story blew up in news. It's not like we're ruining the, the movie. Right. Right? It was a, a very real story. It was like a very – it was and it was one of those things that like, yes, I saw in the news. Um, and I remember when this happened. But the impact, like after watching this movie, was just – this. It, it broke my fucking heart. To your point about like the not spoiling things and the movie opens with the actual footage, right? I – and, oh yeah, and like you asked if I'd seen this movie before, and I hadn't. But yeah, I de- I had seen the the real life footage of you know Oscar yeah, Grant. Yeah. So I and like I said, the movie opens that way. So yeah, I guess in a way 
I mean, we we kind of all know what happens, and but, yeah, but yeah, like you said, twenty four hour story. So it's so it opens up right New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, yeah, it's New Year's Eve. Um, it's Oscar's mom's birthday, mm-hmm. so he's got some he's got some stuff to do, like um, got some errands to run, and he, he just like it's it's weird because like it's not like there's a lot of huge events. But you just really grow, like, just in this, you know, 24-hour window that you're seeing, you really grow, like, to love this character. You do. You definitely, it's a great job by both Michael and Ryan of, of yeah, like, yeah, getting absolutely. that done. You, you just, like, you you really, and it, even even knowing what was going to happen, because, like you said, that, that clip at the beginning, I was still just, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I couldn't, like, I, I guess I couldn't accept it. Like while I was watching, you know, him like go about his day. You like because I was just like you see that clip at the beginning, and like yeah, you're you're like you you don't want to accept what's going to happen, or like right, you just don't. It's it makes the movie so much more sad because every time that you have a smile on your face, right, you laugh with Oscar, you you smile at him and his his daughter, and then it's yeah. like immediately like you remember. It's like this bittersweet, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not afraid to admit I cried at the end of this movie. Actually, oh yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> and um, I, I yeah, it was one of those ones where I was just kind of like, you know, like a, a movie where you just sit it, when it's over, you just like sit and you're like, I'm I'm in a loss for words. It really, it is one of those that you kind of just like, it it ends with like the the fact about Oscar, right? Because he doesn't. It tells you that he he dies seven hours later in surgery or something, which I didn't right, actually right. know that. Cause you don't really know. I don't remember how much of the real life video I saw. I probably closed, closed it out once he gets shot. And, uh, so I didn't really actually know that he didn't kind of die right there. So it was like, right. like it actually made me, it was like more torture whenever I still knew it was going to happen, but they take him into surgery. It's, it's like, I almost wanted to will the movie to make him live in it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's crazy, like, you know, after I saw the movie, I'm like, I have to, I have to read up on this. Like, not that there was any doubt in my mind, but I was like, I just, I, I have to, like, he, like, hear the story. You know what I mean? Like, hear it again. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually, like, there's, there is no special lens on what you see happen in this movie. Like, that is as accurate as that event, or that, that's, like, the most accurate telling of that event as you can possibly get. Right. And so it, it's extremely heartbreaking. It blows my mind um, looking at where, you know, because that, that actually took place. I think it was 2009. Mm-hmm. The real life Look at thing. 2009. Look at the stuff that you see online today. Like, you, you just wish there was more of a uh, – or you, you wish there was less of a gap. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. Uh-huh. It's crazy how many of these, like, movies, like, in my notes I have, like, based on a real-life story of police brutality yeah, or, yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, and uh, the the scene of his daughter saying, like, where's dad, I think she says, and then it kind of, like, cuts oh, away. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah, no, that was Yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely what got me. Um, you know what's funny, though? I, th- I believe, I think it's this film, the his girlfriend in this film is the girl, she, when she was younger, she played... Like if you remember, uh, God, what is his name? Not Stacy Peralta, but uh, 
not Jay Adams, but the other one. It's, um, Tony, Tony's sister. Oh yeah, in Tony the movie. Like yeah, she plays. That's that was her. Oh really? And I was like, oh shit, because I was like looking her up to see if she was in other stuff, and I thought, oh, well, yeah, that's, yeah. she's the one other thing that she's in basically. Was that's Lords funny. of Dogtown, so I thought that yeah, I, that was funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, another like you said, another Kugler film with Michael B. Jordan. This was their first one. That this he made this at twenty six. You said. Yeah, that's what I was gonna point out. Like, um, because we talked about that earlier, him being thirty one. Yeah, he released this at twenty six years old. This was like his directorial debut. Dude, I'm and I mean, 26. you can tell, like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Is I'm like, look at my fucking life, and and you, I mean, you can tell, like, it's not a high budget movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there there's some shots that I was looking. I'm like, this is a GoPro, or like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is a this is like this is a camera I could pick up at radio. Do they still have Radio Shack? <laughs> not any. Well, I think that there's one maybe somewhere, but yeah, that I could pick up at a low budget electronics store. <laughs> this podcast but, is sponsored um, by Radio Shack, actually. Yes, it is. Uh, We're both dead. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it, it, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually thought of that while I was watching it. The fact that it's... I didn't realize how young he was when he made it, but the fact that it's pretty, like, low budget kind of remind me of, like, um, oh, the Lakeith Stanfield, the station... No, no, not the station. The uh, Short Term 12 or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I mean, that was a little bit more high budget, I think, but just kind of in terms of, like, what's going on and stuff. But, yeah, this is a really powerful film, like... Again, based on a true yeah, story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, let's see. What else did we both watch? What else did we both We watched Boys in the Hood? Want to talk about that? Oh, yeah, Boys in the Hood. That was, like, the first one that I watched. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's John Singleton, right? Right. Yeah. What a cool movie. This is, It was the first time I've seen it. Yeah, me too, actually. Well, I've seen, like, bits and pieces, but all the way through, first yeah. time. Um, so Boys in the Hood is like super successful. Um, it it ha- it shows like this this groundbreaking look at urban culture. Um, oh, okay. So this is what I have in my notes. Uh, John Singleton uh, was awarded the Academy Award for Best Director, and he was the first African American and youngest person to be nominated uh, for that award. How old? Which I thought was really cool. Like to. I mean, to have one of those under your belt would be amazing. You know what I mean? Like, first black person to win uh, Best Director or youngest person to win Best Director. How old was and, he? And uh, got them both. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, because Boys in the... Do you know what the what the year is that that released? Uh, 91. 91? Okay. But, uh, yeah... So did you, you said it was the first time that you've seen it? Yeah, the first time I had seen it, and yeah, definitely blown away by this movie. It's like shit, that was fucking good. Um, yeah, when it ended, I didn't realize like I, I knew that Cuba was in it. I want to say, but I wasn't. I I don't think I knew that like Lawrence Fishburne. I didn't know that he was in it, and I didn't know oh, that, yeah. like, a lot of the female actresses that are in it, like Nia Long, Regina King, Angela. Bat- like I didn't know they were in it. So right, right. Lawrence Fishburne looking rip in this. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but like from the get go, this movie, you know, it starts off with like a statistic. I wrote this down because it's so interesting about a statistic about like black people like killing each other. Like it, I think it starts out with like how many deaths there are by gun violence or something. But then I think it says like, and then it, this number is by black people or this many is you know like black violence. Like clearly the movie that's kind yeah, of yeah. like what it deals with is just like the shit that goes on and like how awful it is that you know kind of yeah. like they get they the people they get put in this position i mean there's 
I don't know. In this movie, we see everything from the girl that le- the mom that leaves her toddler in the street that's like trying to suck dick for drugs, to yeah. the the dad that wasn't there for you know like Ice Cube's character and right Ricky and yeah. So I don't know. It just it tackles so many things about like basically like growing up in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I was gonna say. This is like totally unrelated to what you just said, but uh. Have you seen American Crime Story, the like, uh, the People versus OJ? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, so Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ right. in that series, and and when I watched that, I was like really blown away by by how well he played OJ, and I was like, wow, this is like this is the Cuba Gooding Jr. that got famous. This isn't like Snow Dogs Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. for a really long time, he did just some really like he awful did. movies. Yeah. And so watching this, I was kind of like, damn, like this is. This is the Cuba Gooding Jr. that I, like, know and love. Seriously, the scene where he, like, the cop, the the black racist cop, which is really a really interesting character, by the way. Like, yeah. the fact that they included, like, a black cop that's just also, like, racist against them. But uh, well, the scene where he's, like, basically antagonizing Cuba for nothing and Cuba cries and it's just like, you know, like, leave me alone. And then any scene where Cuba yeah. fights with his dad about whether he should go with the gun and defend his for Ricky or not and then he breaks down right yeah he was really good in this cube is kind of his usual movie self in it <laughs> playing yeah playing cube but uh I mean he was good too um, yeah and then uh I don't even know who plays Ricky in it to be honest uh I'm not sure either but yeah um I don't know I just like I said there's a lot that went on like I had a lot written down but nothing kind of like I guess the same stuff, more or less, that it deals with, like, in terms of the violence and black-on-black crime and stuff. I mean, like I said, it hits hard on those things, and then the end, just whenever you kind of think it's done or you're just sick of it all, I think it does, like, a post. I don't know if it's right before the credits or whatever. It says, like, Ice Cube's character gets murdered two weeks later or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, And, like, right before that, somebody had just said, like... I think Doughboy says it. He's like, cause shit just goes on and on. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. right. Like even though the movie's over, it doesn't like shit just goes on and on there. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, in terms of like just the, the movie itself, uh, I liked it, I guess you liked it. You yeah. Said. Yeah. I, <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, definitely like a, a darker coming of age <laughs> story. You know what I mean? But, right. um, it was really good. Uh, let's see. How can we transition this? Okay, Ice Cube. Let's talk about Straight Outta Compton. There we go. Which I just saw for the first time. You said you've seen it before, right? Right, I actually didn't get, like, it wasn't the ones that I watched most recently, but I have seen it. Yeah, so I just watched it. Like, I've seen bits and pieces. I don't know why I never... It's that same thing. Like, I have a bad habit of, like, when I know I'm going to like something, I just put it off for a really long time. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, I finally sat down and watched it start to finish. What a phenomenal fucking movie. Yeah, it's really good. Everything about this movie. Um, well, let's see. What do I have here? Oh, they got snubbed. I, I remember that being a big story. Um, that the Straight Outta Compton basically got got snubbed for the Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, Oscar. But I don't know if it's Best Picture worthy, but yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I remember that too. Um, and this is the other thing that I thought was really interesting. So I, I have like. And we'll talk about this more later, I'm sure, too. But F. Gary Gray is who directed this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, he was also the director of Ice Cube's uh, music video for It Was a Good Day. 
Oh, really? Which I was like, how cool? Yeah. Like, that's such a huge gap. Like, how cool... How cool is that? Like, to direct that music video and then direct... Like, Straight Outta Compton, it's like this whole... Like, the whole story that surrounds, you know, like, these these three guys. Right. And, like, that's... I didn't know that he directed that video, but that's one, it's one of my favorite songs, actually, and I have seen the video many times, so... Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's really cool to know that. I, and I think, like, after I saw that, I kind of thought, like... Uh, you know, I think earlier we were talking about like when you can see that chemistry play off, like between a, a director and an actor. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of was thinking maybe, maybe there was some of that. You know what I mean? Like, if if he's worked with Ice Cube, you know what I mean, and like worked with, with uh, you know, may, I don't know. Maybe he's like been to his house. Maybe he's seen his son. Right. Maybe they hang out on the weekends. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought it was cool little, cool little fun fact. Little fact, yeah, I didn't know that at all. Um, the uh. One of the things about this movie, though, that I remember specifically is just, like, the fact that it's, like, Ice Cube's son literally looks exactly like him in this movie. Oh, my God. Same, like, mannerisms, and you're just like, shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's basically him. But the acting in general is actually really fucking good. The uh, the person that plays Eazy-E does so good in this movie. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to give kudos to him, but I don't know who it is. (laughs) I I don't either. I, I... I don't even know what Ice Cube's son's name actually is. Isn't it? It's, isn't it O'Shea Jackson? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is he Junior? Is that what Ice Cube's name is? I don't know. I'm all kinds of. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but but he uh, looks just like him. And yeah, the the movie is really cool, and it's a really cool story of if you if you like anything related to like Dr. Dre or N.W.A. or Ice Cube, yeah. Easy, this movie was like you said phenomenal and does a great job of telling. Like the the real life, a lot of these movies are like based off true stories. But the true story yeah. of uh, the shit that they went through to get it, and you know, they do like the one scene where they they chant like, is it they start to fuck the police or they just start doing? Yep, the... that's exactly that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Like that was my favorite scene. Seriously, it's awesome. Um, when they basically like start that riot, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really good. I'm probably I feel like I'm one of the, like the last people to have seen this movie. But uh, if you haven't, and you're with me, you definitely need to check it out. I own it on Blu-ray. If you if you want it bad, I'll mail it to you. Just return it, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else do we have? Do we have anything else? I think we both, you got to check out just a little bit of Moonlight, and I caught it yeah. as one of the ones because we were going to record this a little bit ago, but then we, you know, you were, like, weren't feeling the best, and then I, so I was like, oh, shit, we'll check it out. So, yeah, we both got to see a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. It's Like I said before we were recording, like it's a long movie, so I started it, and I just didn't get to catch the whole thing. Yeah, I think it took but, me, like, uh, three times to... Not, like, three tries, but just I think I sat down three separate times to finish it. Right, right. <laughs> um, so what did you think? I mean, uh, like, weapons free. Spoilers are okay. Oh, yeah, it's... Oh, my God. You... you how far did you get? Uh, like, maybe 20 minutes. Okay, so, like, is he still little? Or did yeah, you... he's still little. Okay, so the teenage part of him, whenever he's Chiron... <laughs> Is that? Is it, did they say Chiron? It's Chiron in the. What's his oh, name? I don't think oh my god, Chiron! I think it's Chiron or something. But it goes, main character guy. Right. Wow. Because he well, he goes by Little, 
uh, in the first, you know, it's broken up into three parts. It's kind of like the movie Boyhood, except it's not the same person playing all three parts. But oh, okay. In the way that, it, you know, it obviously does. Like, I don't know if you knew this already because you didn't want, but like it breaks up into like his teenager, like it says part, because you know it says part one at the beginning, I think, little, and then it's right, right. part two, Chiron or whatever, and then part three is black. Part three is amazing where he's an adult. Like, I, you should, you just need to like watch, even if you skip the teenage part. Yeah. You, sh- you should watch that. That's what I, yeah, I think it was definitely, it was nominated for Best Picture, right? Definitely, um, no, it, no won. It, it won. That was the movie that, that had the... that fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. La La Land didn't win. It was Moonlight. I'm sorry, Moonlight didn't yeah. win. Moonlight, you're the winners. No, I'm serious. Moonlight. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I was gonna mention. That's like what I know about this movie more than anything. Right. It's like the craziness that went down. Yeah, they were the almost non-winners of Best Picture, but that dude was salty. La La Land, he was salty. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can just tell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so I, I definitely deserving of the award. Like I, I was actually, it was pretty pretty blown away by this because it's like yeah you know it's like slower right or just like it's not like it's not right definitely character and dialogue driven so right and uh usually i'm one that kind of needs action to keep myself entertained even though i like to claim that i'm a big movie guy but (laughs) but you you like what you saw though right oh yeah absolutely and i i think like if i had i don't remember what the runtime is but i I just remember looking at it and i was like yeah there's no way i'm gonna finish this right now (laughs) So I was like, if if it had been shorter, I would have watched it all in one take. But maybe there's a reason that it's the length that it is. Yeah. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I think everybody should at least because it's um, because you know the theme of this podcast or this episode is uh like black people in, in like in Hollywood or like movies directed by movies about and so this is about a black man but it's about a black gay man right I mean that's like the whole yeah yeah like that's that's the whole idea of the movie is like what it's like to be gay and black kind of mainly gay but definitely right, right. But, but definitely gay and black so yeah really 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 cool to see a movie about focusing directly on that and just all about that okay so we have man we went for a long time about movies oh man we have a lot of other stuff to get to um let's see but we've also covered a lot of it too yeah um, let me go through, like, so I talked a lot about some of the directors with those movies, like F. Gary Gray, John Singleton, uh, but one that I didn't get to was, uh, Training Day, was another movie that I've watched, uh, recently, that was directed by Anton Fuqua, and all, all I want to say is, like, I thought this was really cool, this guy started his career with a little movie called Bait, it was a 2000 comedy crime thriller starring Jamie Foxx, <laughs> this movie bombed, it did awful, but a year later, he comes out with Training Day, which is like arguably one of the best crime thriller movies that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, so anyways, uh, Anton Fuqua, after that, he's, he's got on like you'll, you, you know, I'm sure you've heard of Magnificent Seven, The Equalizer, Southpaw. Um, he's done some other really great stuff. Tears of the Sun, he's also, Brooklyn's Finest. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tears of the Sun, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got a lot of like interesting works under his belt too, you know? But yeah. I think most, for me at least, like the one that stands out the most is Training Day. Um, but uh, also, I wrote in here that he is supposedly in talks to direct a Scarface reboot, Whoa. which I think, uh, yeah, I think that could be really cool. I hope they give him the reins and unlimited funds. Didn't he almost do it? Oh, I don't know. Did he? oh oh, I think you're right. I'm almost positive they almost they almost did it. It was him. I totally forgot about that. That would have been crazy. I actually haven't seen it anyway, but... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, the other one, I have one more too. Uh, I guess at this point, we're just going through like directors and other people we want to point out. Yeah. Is that? I guess I didn't really announce that, but that's <laughs> what we're going with here. The other person I want to point out is Tyler Perry, which might surprise you because I've shit on Tyler <gasps> Perry before. Tyler Perry. But, yeah, here's the thing. He's got over 30 film credits, all right? He's done over a dozen stage works, which I didn't even know about until today. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got multiple television series. His net worth in 2017 was estimated above $600 million. Hey, you know, I give the man credit where it's due. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I think, and, and if it wasn't for God, girl, I don't think I would think this. But I think that he is beyond what he what he actually like puts out there. Mm-hmm. But he found this niche, and he just carved himself a slice of Hollywood, and he's just, I mean, he's ma- made a millions now. Oh, as much as I hate so. Medea, I think if I could make that much money off each one, I would do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How you're doing. Um, <laughs> anyways, I got to respect that. So oh, yeah. Those are the only two people that we haven't talked about that I wanted to uh, point out for a sec. Yeah, um, we pretty much mentioned like almost... John Singleton, Ryan Coogler, we mentioned F. Gary Gray, who, by the way, I want to say he also did Friday, another Ice Cube film, so he must have a good rapport with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Spike Lee, but then, like, a couple that we didn't really talk about that I had was, like, Ava DuVernay, who did, like, Selma, which I did catch, that was a great piece about um, Martin Luther King. She did 13th, which is about, like, the 13th Amendment, so obviously she does, like, a lot of, like, black, like, heavy films, and then, but then most recently, what's coming out, is it out yet? A Wrinkle in Time? Did it just come out? Is it coming out? I don't know. Uh, uh, if it, it either just released or like it's about to. Right. So she, and she, she did a wrinkle in time, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you mentioned Fuqua. Oh, Albert and Alan Hughes. They're twin brothers. They did like Menace to Society, Dead Presidents, and The Book of Eli. Um, what? I, yeah, I actually like all of those films. Yeah. Uh, so that, I was like, cool. And then like Gina Prince. I think it's like Bythewood, but it's like it looks like by the wood so i'm saying that gina prince by the wood. oh i see yeah <laughs> she uh she's on love and basketball the secret life of bees and beyond the lights she also i was like reading about her. she like collaborates with her husband frequently it looked like um i don't know what all they've like done together but those are some people that we didn't get to talk about that i definitely thought we're mentioning in terms of directors yeah absolutely um man if only you could see our notes right now well mostly brian's notes brian did his homework I feel like we could do a whole other episode on this. Yeah, stuff. I, there's there's like too much to talk about. Um, yeah, we should we should do another one like on all this history that you have. I'm all about it. Yeah, there's it's, um, not too much. <laughs> dude, that's all that's all that I have for notes. Do you have anything else that you wanna that you wanna go over? You wanna throw out there? Um, in terms of like people, anything. Uh, I'm like I'm spent. I don't have anything else. Yeah, no, I don't really. Um, have too much to say about more than what we talked about to be honest those were i mainly wanted to mention like john singleton and like kugler um yeah spike lee uh, yeah we, we hit on all the main ones that i want to say okay cool well i think if there's anything like a- anything to be taken from this is that there is uh there is a huge black community in hollywood in in the, the like the film industry um, that I just in in not in all cases, but in in some cases, just needs more recognition. Needs more like, hey, this was a great movie. Did you know that it was done by you know this black filmmaker who also did this? Blah blah blah. Whatever, whatever. Um, 
anyways, and that that was like why we why we decided to do this episode. Also, at the time it was Black History Month, so <laughs> at the time, <laughs> um, like I like I was saying a couple minutes ago, like I'd be open to do another episode because there's definitely enough material. Um, just like we were saying with the uh, like when we did the women of with Hollywood, the women. Um, all, all all that we're asking for is uh, that the black filmmakers, the uh, you know like. Everyone that's working in Hollywood, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great things, and we absolutely love it. I can't wait to see like more Kugler films, but also just a lot more in general coming out in the future. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he's listening right now, so. Oh, I know. I think he's probably writing down notes. Jeremy and Brian. One more. <laughs> uh, anyways, that is all I have. Uh, Brian, did you have anything else? Nope. Um, I think that's pretty much everything I uh, had to say. Bye, Cougs. Alrighty. Well, this one's just a little bit shorter than usual, but uh, I think I think we almost like overdid it. Or again, <laughs> I say we. It's Brian. Brian did all of the research for this one. I just like threw out a couple movies that I watched. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll see it. We'll see you in the next one, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks.